Yeah, yeah, we um, are getting a ton of traction from creators from all over, like all, all different backgrounds. Um, originally, it seemed like just, you know, 3D artists who are minting NFTs would be interested in this, but really it's expanded way beyond that. So we've registered over 3000 metaverse builders at this point, many of them, you know, already in Web3, many of which entirely new to Web3 and NFTs. And these are game designers, indie developers, designers at AAA game studios, architects in, you know, IRL architects from sure. firms like Zaha Hadid. And we also have, um, you know, full-blown metaverse architects, people that are already made that, that full career switch and are building another metaverse platforms who are signing on and building spaces in Mona. Hi, I'm Mike Denunzio, the founder of Pebble Ventures and welcome to another episode of Metaverse Matters. Today, I'm happy to be joined by Justin Melillo. He is the CEO of Mona. Mona is a relatively new platform building incredible 3D virtual spaces. It's really simple and easy to use, not just for creators, but also for brands. Justin and his colleagues, they bring a tremendous amount of AR and VR expertise to the table. Justin himself's AR filters have been viewed over 100 million times. And in the conversation, we break down 3D. We talk about how brands should get into the space and things that they should be thinking about. Justin has some really interesting views on storytelling and community. And then we dive a little bit into the Mona platform and talk about the various functionality and other services that are a part of it and how it's connected with other metaverse platforms and technologies. So it's a really good conversation. I learned a lot. I hope you do as well. And let's get into it. Welcome everybody to the latest episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. Um, I'm very happy to introduce Justin Melillo, who is the one of the co-founders and CEO of a really cool platform called Mona. And Justin, thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me, uh, Michael. We're really, really excited to be here. Cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the origin. There's a couple of things in particular. I mean, you you make art, you write stories, you do a lot of immersive AR and VR experiences. Love to hear about your background. And also two things I thought were really cool is you have an AR lens that's been viewed over hundred million times. And one of the three of your partners has landed something on the moon. So maybe you can <laughs> uh, give us a little uh, background on you and, and kind of what you guys are thinking about with Mona. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Justin, co-founder, CEO of Mona. I've been an AR, VR, 3D artist for the past 12 years professionally. Um, you know, started my career with doing freelance commercial VFX uh, and, and, you know, really my first full-time job was at DreamWorks Animation, mm -hmm. which was really exciting, getting to learn the feature animation pipeline. And so storytelling and creation and art is something I've always been interested in. And then actually uh, one of my longtime friends, Matt Hurl, who's one of my other co-founders, um, we went to art school together in New York and we were both living in LA at the time. And while I was at DreamWorks, he actually introduced me to uh, VR, where he had like the Oculus DK2, and he was like, "Oh, you got to come over and check this out." And we're playing like the rock climbing app and like all these things. Nice. Um, so I started getting more and more into uh, immersive media and this kind of like bleeding edge like VR. And then I had heard about this company called Magic Leap, sure. which, uh, if you're not familiar, it's this <laughs> AR unicorn startup. 
um, making AR glasses or spatial computing um, glasses. And so I left DreamWorks to go work at Magic Leap because I was like very intrigued by this. And you know, there I was able to work on uh, a bunch of really exciting projects, including Mica, which is I think the world's first AI digital human that you can interact with via the AR glasses. And also worked on um, you know basically a team building Mica and a bunch of other experiences, including some volumetric capture performances in partnership with the Royal Shakespeare Company and lots of crazy stuff. Um, and in between, you know, then. I would also, you know, continue to be freelancing and working on my own things. Eventually, I left Magic Leap to freelance full time and have worked on a huge range of projects, including stage designs for Drake and Charlie XCX and AR lenses and experiences that have been viewed hundreds of millions of times. Um, so, yeah, just been a, a creator all my life. And uh, at the beginning of 2021, um, I was talking to my friend Matt about uh, NFTs and Web3. Right. And we were really inspired by the ways that Web3 is really revolutionary, specifically for digital artists, because sure. now we're at a point in time where a digital artist can actually sell a one-of-one one work of art. Mm -hmm. So it was really exciting for us. And we started playing around with this idea to create a virtual gallery. Mm -hmm. And that brought in our other friend, Alex Patton, who's the Harvard Blockchain Innovation Fellow. And he had actually formally founded a Web3 startup called SquareLink back in 2017. And so the three of us like really started building out this idea of, uh, you know, a metaverse built for artists by artists. We saw existing platforms at the time didn't really seem like they had the creator in mind first. And they were really kind of capitalizing on this land sale sort of artificial scarcity model, which, you know, nothing bad about that. Um, but we realized that it's sort of at the detriment of the creator where 3D artists didn't really have a great way to display their work at the highest quality it's all accessible in the web browser. So we set out to uh, start building Mona. We co-founded the company in June. We were grateful to have been accepted into the Tachyon Accelerator program, which is sort of like Y Combinator, but for Web3 startups. Right. And um, yeah, at the end of the Tachyon Accelerator, we raised our seed round of fundraising and it was off to the races. We launched in October with a $250,000 build-a-thon sponsored by one of our partners, Protocol Labs. So. Uh, basically, everything that we're doing at Mona, we're building the tools, systems, and protocols to build the open metaverse, to grow the open metaverse. And we're the first platform that enables any 3D creator to build a high-fidelity 3D world in their existing tool set, upload those 3D assets to the web browser where you can mint the world as an NFT, and then that NFT gets listed directly onto OpenSea where the creator can then go and sell it. So there's no application process. We're not gatekeeping. It's fully self-service for artists and creators. And there's no new tools to learn and you're really unbound as a creator. There's no land that you have to purchase. It doesn't cost anything. And because we're not operating on a land sale model, you can actually connect your world to other worlds inside of Mona via this sort of unlimited portal system, which is really exciting. And then on top of that, you can build interactive elements in your spaces with people building games and Easter egg hunts and escape rooms. And it's a fully multiplayer customizable avatar, voice chat, type to chat experience all inside the web browser without a need to download anything. And that's Mona. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, <laughs> I really, you really get the feel when you go to your site that you guys are really behind the idea of the open metaverse and really into accessibility and interoperability yeah. and sharing. Yeah. And can you just talk a little bit about some of the early traction you've gotten with uh, some of the creators and there's some really cool stuff on your set, everything from, you know, kind of futuristic worlds to 
almost zen-like gallery experiences and what are some of the kind of early traction that you're seeing yeah yeah we um are getting a ton of traction from creators from all over like all all different backgrounds um originally it seemed like just you know 3d artists who are minting nfts would be interested in this but really it's expanded way beyond that. So we've registered over 3000 metaverse builders at this point, many of them, you know, already in web three, many of which entirely new to web three and NFTs. And these are game designers, indie developers, designers at AAA game studios, architects in, you know, IRL architects from sure. firms like Zaha Hadid. And we also have, um, you know, full-blown metaverse architects, people that are already made that that full career switch and are building another metaverse platforms who are signing on and building spaces in Mona. That's great. And where can you talk a little bit about? Do you see this as a place where brands can play? And if so, how 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 would they play in this space? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like um, this is sort of like the perfect storm, I think, for a brand. You may have heard of, um, I don't know if you saw Samsung actually did uh, a big like activation in Decentraland I did, yeah. uh, for this, for CES. And they built out like this entire like Samsung um, building and this crazy interactive experience. And so, I mean, things like that, it's like the perfect sort of example of what a brand can like start to, to think about, like how they can just extend, um, you know, extend their reach into the virtual world. Uh, you know, what's, what's I think really key about met the metaverse and kind of like what we're helping to build is that everyone now like has this virtual identity that's tied to their real identity. And so with that, you know, you want to dress your avatar like you would dress yourself or even, you know, you want to dress your avatar in a more idealistic way and you want to buy like all the coolest clothes and all the coolest things and like you know, I think it's it's another way to flex in the metaverse. So if you're looking at how brands can kind of reach into that and tap into that, it's just an extension of all of our own personal identities into this virtual world now. So it makes sense that a brand would be able to also have that extension in the virtual world and play with uh, with everyone and, and its users and its audience and also potentially get exposed to an even wider audience that they would in, in the real world. But yeah, there's there's tons of opportunities. There's everything from storefronts. I mean... I know you mentioned like the sound gardens that some of the artists are creating. The worlds are really in incredible worlds that are being built inside of Mona that um, are works of art in, in and of themselves, but they have the potential to be, you know, so much more too, and, and the potential to be more commercial also if, if a brand wanted to to build in the metaverse. Sure. And are you seeing much with within the community that you've built where the artists are sharing spaces and kind of collaborating so that, you know, if someone's really into one thing, they're say, oh, well, you might want to also check out this other space. Are you seeing much of that yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have an amazing community. Our Discord's like insanely useful and helpful for artists. It's very, very welcoming atmosphere where artists will be building something and sharing their work. And then someone will be like, oh, how'd you do that with that shader? Or how'd you get the water to look like that? And it's like, oh, I use this. And then the artist will share like their resource and um, different tools and techniques. So it's super, super collaborative. And it's like, you know, we, we try to get the community involved as much as possible um, in like helping to decide what our next features are going to be. So even beyond just like um, collaboration amongst artists, it's, it's like very collaborative for us to be in there every day with our community, like hearing their feedback and hearing what people are interested in and what they want to see next. Um, but yeah, I mean, artists are like, it's, it's really amazing. I, I, I really love to see like as an artist, it's, it's really great. 
um, to have that supportive kind of atmosphere um, when you're inside of a, a creative community. Cause it's not always like an easy thing to just like sure. create things from nothing. Right. So to have that, that type of support is, is really exciting to see. Are you seeing with uh, some of these brands, like this is really kind of the rise of the independent creator. It's a, uh, you know, an awesome opportunity to be a, a creative person at this point and are you seeing open collaboration from established brands that have spent you know decades and generations on building story building equity are you seeing uh you know the fashion industry has always been kind of a closed-minded click community uh, you know our brand does this we stick to this path and you kind of don't really veer off of that but now with so much control and so much you know being created by these the independent are you seeing the willingness for brands to really kind of open their minds to kind of letting your creative uh, input really kind of kind of guide the ship of the brand? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think so, definitely. Like you said, it's such an exciting time to be an independent creator, mm -hmm. and there are so many more opportunities now uh, more than ever. Um, and so for brands, I think they they have to sort of like adapt to that, otherwise they'll be left behind. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think we're we're definitely seeing that. There's this company you may have heard of Artifact, uh, which they sure. they got to start doing like these really slick like AR and virtual like sneakers. And I think um, they just started off kind of like doing their own thing and like riffing on Nike and like ha what is an Atari shoe and things like that look like. But then it's like obviously Nike took notice and then acquired them. So it's right. um, I think I think brands are are realizing that it's like with this rise of the independent creator, it's it's super important to be open to other ideas from the community. Maybe could you give uh, give some of the brands that are listening here some insight into just what the process is or what it, what it takes to build one of these types of spaces and any advice you can give them both from a creative development standpoint, as well as maybe even just some of the technological limitations so that everyone can, you know, kind of have expectations managed. Because one of the things that we're, you know, when we're talking with clients, we're really trying to help them understand that these spaces should in many ways unlock new kinds of experiences and really do something that's not just a, you know, kind of a three-dimensional version of what can be done in the real world, but to really try to think through new experiences. And, and, and I think a lot of brands understand that intuitively that this is what this is, but maybe if you can give some guidance into just how do you, where do you even start? How does this all kind of get made? And uh, you know, what you've learned over, you know, you've been doing this for quite a while, but even with, since you've started Mona. For brands getting started, it is actually like pretty, pretty easy. So typically, I think for brands to, um, you know, you're, you're already probably working with an artist who can also get started with building in the metaverse for you. So it really just takes um, 3D skills to start building uh, in 3D and to start building in the metaverse and building on Mona. So even like hobbyist 3D creators are able to build a really beautiful metaverse space and experience uh, in almost no time at all. Um, to give you context, we have some architects, uh, one of which like is an, a real world architect and he got started on Mona, like totally new to the platform. And within a day he had his own like beautiful gallery that he already had from a Revit model um, that he had it up and running in, within a matter of hours inside of Mona. And it was an interactive experience that you could swap out artwork on the walls and do like an actual, uh, it was a, a live experience in just a few hours. So it's actually pretty easy to get started. Um, you know, you really just need a, a really good 3D artist to really start building for you uh, if you don't have the 3D skills already. 
And you can use any number of free tools to start building. So a lot of artists are using Blender, which is free sure. and open source. And then we're built, uh, Mona's built on top of the Unity game engine. So that's sure. also a free software. And we have a template that's a no code template that makes it super easy for you to import your assets into and then upload them to Mona and they go live right there. So it's, um, it's really, really easy to get started. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Talk a little, you talked a little bit about identity earlier. I know some of the upcoming features you have are around, you know, this custom avatar system integration with multiplayer support. So yeah. when you say up to about a hundred concurrent users in the space, can you talk a little bit about what that's going to be? Yeah. Yeah. So right now in Mona, you could have up to 100 users in one space with you uh, and have a full multiplayer experience. If more than a hundred join, it will basically create a new space, a new instance of the same space. And it'll add like any extra users who join into that new instance. So that'll scale to thousands of attendees. Okay. Um, but due to just like server infrastructure sure. uh, and, and user hardware, we cap it at a hundred per instance. And yeah, it's a full-blown multiplayer experience with voice chat. We have a type to chat box. We have customizable avatars. So we've actually integrated um, with a really amazing partner, Ready Player Me, and they actually sure. create a, they have a system that allows you to create an interoperable cross-platform avatar that you can take with you to any metaverse platform. So that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And you can dive right in and just customize your own avatar. It's super easy. You, you could choose to take a photo of yourself or upload a photo, and then it'll actually make your avatar look like you, which is really <laughs> I cool. I know, I've done it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super, super easy to use. And I mean, yeah, it's just like a way for you to start creating your virtual sort of identity and like your virtual counterpart, or you can make your avatar not look like you at all, which is really sure. cool. There are a ton of customization options and different outfits and wearables. Like I bought a uh, dead mouse heads NFT. So dead mouse did this series of like 5,000 yeah. know, dead mouse heads. And so I actually bought one and that's like my wearable that I have with ready player me. And that's sort of like a part of my virtual identity. Now where right. people join in a, uh, you know, a session with me inside of Mona and they see that dead mouse head, they know it's me running around. So it's kind of funny. Sure. And yeah. tell, how does the chat work, the voice, the connecting with other avatars? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So as of right now, when you jump into a Mona space, it's a single player experience, uh, but there's a button at the bottom where you can click host to hangout. And that will actually just spin up um, kind of like a, a multiplayer server for you. And you can share yeah. a URL link to any number of your friends to join you in that session. And basically once uh, you're in that multiplayer session, there's a button at the bottom or you hit one on your keyboard and it'll allow you to activate your mic so you can just start talking to people. So very, very easy to just start having a chat with anyone inside the space. Um, we're building out more host controls and things so that it can be more like a, almost like a Twitter spaces where you can mute people and kind of have more control over uh, like who's talking. So it doesn't get too crazy with a hundred people in the same room as you, but right. Uh, right now it's just a simple click of a button and you're connected to anyone. Wow. That's very cool. And talk a little bit about this artist royalties. Is this something new that you are planning on? I, I saw it on your website. Want to understand a little bit more about where you're going with that. Uh, we have that right now. So because oh, you have it now. Of, okay. Yeah. Because each of the Mona spaces are NFTs. Uh, it's right. programmed into the smart contract that every sure. time a space sells 5% of that sale actually goes back to the creator who minted the space. So we have 5% royalties for all artists in perpetuity. And that's programmed in the smart contract. 
Perfect. And what is the artist? Is there uh, a rev share that you can share with us today about between Mona and the artist? Yeah, yeah, we're completely transparent. Mona just takes a two and a half percent royalty on every sale. Uh, so it's a very, very small percentage um, that, that we just get on every sale as well. Perfect. So every, so both first sale and then secondary market and future sales. Yep. Yeah. For primary sales, secondary sales, everything, the artists will get 5%. Right. And then Mona will get 2.5% on top. So we not at, so the artist gets a full 5%. This is 2.5% sure. um, on top of that. Yeah. Sure. Great. And this interoperability, which is, you know, obviously one of the big promises of the metaverse, where, where are you guys going with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's super, super important. I think like, um, yeah, it, it's really important for like all of the metaverse players and platforms to work together to really ensure that 3D assets can be viewed from one platform to another. Obviously, you know, every platform is going to have its own flavor of like, you know, or, or its own tech stack and what they're built on. But uh, at the end of the day, there are like interoperable 3D file types that make it uh, relatively easy to go from Mona into another world or into, you know, another another metaverse platform. And so that's something that we're working with um, a bunch of partners on kind of like establishing what that interoperability looks like and how we can have this common set of file types so that they all work together. Super important. Yeah. So how would that work? So if I'm in Decentraland, is it that there would be Mona would have some presence in Decentraland and I would be able to easily hop over to uh, a gallery that's, you know, kind of supported by Mona? Yeah, it's kind of like um, if you mint a Mona space, like that space can be viewable uh, in platforms that are not just Mona. Okay, so, so you'll be able to view it there. Yeah. yeah, and what's exciting is that all the 3D assets and data for Mona, it's all decentralized. So uh, you could actually go and make your own Mona or your own metaverse uh, using Mona spaces without Mona at all. Um, so that's what's really exciting is that these 3D assets aren't just like locked into the Mona experience, but you can take them and go and build your own experience with them as well. So I think that's like that interoperability uh, and, co and composability is, is really important for these assets for creators because it adds more value. Oh, that's huge value, actually. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you're creating once and you're using it in multiple places yep. you can be interacting with different audiences is huge value. Um, yeah. Bringing it back to brands too. It's like, that's why if a brand builds a space in Mona, like you actually own that, that you actually own the data, you own the space as an NFT and it's yours to take with you to install it elsewhere too, if you wanted. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So how have customers, consumers, how have they been discovering Mona spaces? It's all online. Um, it's all a lot of it is word of mouth where, right. you know, we're really grateful to have an amazing community that's continuing to grow more and more. And the word is, is spreading organically, which is great to see. Um, you know, we, we have a, we're very active on Twitter and uh, through our discord and also on Instagram now as well. So it's, it's all organic word of mouth and also just, you know, through these so different social platforms, people are, are, you know, seeing what's, what's happening with Mona. So it's, it's really exciting. Great. And have you been thinking about tools or templates for kind of future versions of retail stores or retail, retail type experiences? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be that could be a really good idea because right now it really is open for any creator to build whatever they want. Sure. Um, 
but I think it makes sense. Like we could definitely look at like doing um, templates that make it really, really easy for anyone to come in and it's already set up with like a storefront or like a gallery that you could already, you know, swap out things on the walls that you could go and sell. Um, and, you know, I think that can be really useful. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sean, any other thoughts for you? Any questions? Yeah. I mean, just kind of a general question, Justin. I mean, as a lifelong storyteller mm -hmm. creator and we're kind of like, we're in this very interesting time for us, right? So like, yeah. what is it that you're the most excited about of the future for a creative person? And, you know, just what does that look like? What, uh, what gets you up in the morning and totally motivates your creative juices to run wild like they are? I mean, it's amazing. Like, again, like talking about our community, um, so many artists are actually changing their entire career paths because they're coming in, building and selling their spaces. Some of the spaces are selling for like $30,000 each for an artist. Yeah, and for a lot of people, like that's a life-changing amount to have, yeah. going, like have a job that, um, you know, maybe they're not getting to be creative every single day and then going and be, being able to be a successful metaverse builder seeing that type of feedback and getting that from from artists and seeing that like what we're building is actually enabling new careers and enabling um freedom of expression too you know with creativity you don't have to necessarily go and work at a studio where you don't have uh creative control over what you're making either it's it that's that's what's really exciting and, and really at the core of like why um i'm personally like really excited about what we're doing it's really about the creator at the end of the day and giving them the most tools um for them to go and, and have their own career and, and have flexibility to really decide their creative and financial future so that's that's really exciting to me awesome that's great yeah. and talk, can you talk a little bit about commerce will commerce happen in these spaces do you is that part of your roadmap for tools you'll be providing where you know if i'm in a gallery i can just purchase art or if i'm in a store i can purchase product that might or might link me directly to an e-com site is, is this part of where you're going yeah you could do that today actually if you wanted today to, okay yeah if you wanted to set up a store you can actually tag objects like 3d objects with a link um, that you can edit in you know through the web browser and you can actually change description you can change the actual hyperlinks you can link to an e-commerce store you can link to any other websites from inside of mona so right now you could set up your own e-commerce store that is a virtual storefront and people could walk around and look at a product click on it and then go and buy it so that's already that's already set up the next step is just getting that transaction all happen inside of mona so that's you know, what i was wondering the user doesn't have to like go to that next step Right. I mean, we have people who are actually already already transacting inside of Mona. Um, like one example is someone was exploring another artist's gallery space and she saw this work of art she really loved. So she actually clicked on it and went and bought it because she saw it inside of Mona and it looked amazing. So that's really exciting. Things, stories like that are, are really great to hear. But yes, we'll be building out like a, we'll have some tools that make it really easy for um, kind of like these peer-to-peer -peer transactions to happen as well. Right. Like if we're in a space and I wanted to sell you like my art on the wall and sure. you know I could sell it to you directly or you could just go and buy it without having to leave the platform. So yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be working on tools like that too. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Maybe just before we end, can you give us a little sense of the roadmap? Where's Mona a year from now? Yeah, we're going to continue uh, focusing on the creator. So we're really yeah. focused on building the tools and resources for creators to... Uh, you know, continually like make it easier and easier for any creator to build a beautiful metaverse space. Um, so, you know, a lot of the roadmap this year is focused on those creator tools. Um, 
you know, we're also looking closely at like our VR integrations. So we have uh, a, like an alpha that we're working on internally. Mm -hmm. So we'll be shipping VR uh, this year as well. And a bunch of other things that I can't really talk about, but <laughs> okay. very, very excited for But yeah. at the end of the day, like the roadmap, uh, all the features that we're working on is, is uh, they're, they're tailored to the creator and making sure that we have the best experience for, for anyone who wants to build in the metaverse. Are you bullish on VR? What's your take on it? Not just for Mona, but VR generally. Yeah, I think VR is great. Um, you know, I definitely like, I'm, I would personally would say I'm more excited about AR or like spatial computing. Yeah. Eventually, like we're starting to see them merge already uh, with Oculus and their pass through. You can already start to almost have a, a you know, a, a more of an XR uh, experience, I guess you right. would call it. But um, but yeah, no, definitely like the headsets. Uh, it's, it's really amazing what you can do now and what you can achieve in a VR headset and feel like fully immersed. So I'm really sure. excited about that. And but more so excited about AR. Uh, more AR. Online. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, I think it's like, what's, what's important to note is like metaverse. Um, I think a lot of people tend to think like super high tech matrix, like whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, metaverse is like, we're on the Zoom call right now. Like, right. This is, you know, you guys aren't in my, in my office and like we are like in a part of this metaverse already. Absolutely. And, and so like, yeah, part of that, it doesn't have to mean, a, you know, necessarily a VR component right now, but having access to a virtual world that you can explore in the web browser. I mean, that's like, uh, that's sort of that, that first step. And we're seeing a ton of traction already just interacting on your web browser, which is very familiar and very easy for anyone to really dive into without having to get like a crazy headset. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for, for VR and AR as well, but also really excited just about our, our desktop uh, web browser too, because that, that web browser really is, is the world to, to the metaverse. So sure. And with, given the web browser, I know sometimes when you're in some of these spaces there, you know, if your computer's a little bit older, you know, it doesn't quite have the graphics card or the processing power to do that. Do you see these? I mean, is the technology in a place where it's going to get easier, where you don't have to have kind of the latest and greatest to really fully enjoy these experiences because they are so immersive? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, like, we're kind of looking forward to that cloud gaming, like cloud computing future. Um, right. That's probably like 10 years down the line still to be like actually viable and for internet speeds to be fast enough um, so that latency isn't an issue. But, um, but yeah, I think eventually it'll all move to be like this distributed sort of uh, rendering where it won't, you won't need to run a, a super high quality computer. But that said, it's funny, like, <laughs> The, the computers are getting, you know, hardware is getting better and better at a lower and lower price as well. So even sure. like, yeah, you kind of, you also won't need, um, yeah, I mean, you won't also won't need to spend a ton of money to get like a decent computer to, to run like high quality experiences as well. Right, so, sure. Yeah. And how about mobile? How, how important is mobile in this process? Yeah, mobile's important too. Um, so right now, like we're actually working on a mobile client as well um, because okay. spaces run really great in the web browser desktop experience, which is what we've been focused on. But, sure. you know, I mean, I think everyone is typically just on their phones all day, every day too. Right. Now, so <laughs> yeah, so that that's important for us also. Great, cool. Yeah. Sean, any other questions from you? Uh, no, not on my end. This was, that's this great. was great. Just this has been awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, any final thoughts? Where can consumers go and should they join your discord or, you know, just give us uh, how do we get connected? 
Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I mean, really, really appreciate your time and being here and, uh, you know, chatting all things metaverse and, yeah. uh, you know, branding and commerce and, and all of that. I'm, I'm really, really excited about this in the future. And yeah, for anyone who wants to check out Mona, check out our website, mona.gallery. Uh, we have an amazing Discord. We have all of our links are there. I mean, it's mona.gallery slash Discord. On Twitter, we're at Monaverse. Um, so yeah, find us on Twitter, Discord, or just on our website. We'd love to have anyone jump into the community. Always here to answer questions. So yeah, we're super stoked. But thank you so much for, for your time. Yeah, no, for sure. And for our listeners, I'll have all those links in the show notes. Awesome. All right, Justin, thanks so much. Good luck. I, you know, hopefully we can check back in in a year and see where you are and uh i'm actually looking forward i i'm not a creative person but it sounds it's easy enough that even i could create a space oh it's so easy yeah you definitely have to all right absolutely good. yeah all right thanks well, justin thank you, all justin. right thank you. thank you thank you for listening to this episode of metaverse matters by pebble ventures if you enjoyed the content please do subscribe and rate the show you can also connect with us on LinkedIn at pebbleventures.com or directly at mike at pebbleventures.com. If you're a brand exploring the space or you're already testing and are looking to develop next level strategies, please do reach out. We'd welcome an introductory conversation to learn more about your goals, where you are in the process, and share our thoughts about your business. Have a great day.